This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today is a hilarious comedian. She probably first got on your radar with her unbelievably funny Korean nail salon bit on YouTube. Close. Vietnamese. Vietnamese, but it's fine. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm canceling myself. Vietnamese nail salon bit, which has over 100 million views on YouTube now. If you're still listening to this and you haven't, reported me to the authorities for <laughs> <laughs> confusing Korean and Vietnamese. Uh, well, that's on you. She was on Mad TV, has over six comedy specials, a sold-out comedy tour, and a book called Who Do You Think I Am? Stories of Chola Wishes and Caviar Dreams. Please welcome Angela Johnson-Reyes. Hello. Hi. Sorry I messed that up. Although I would never mess up the cuisines. I think that Vietnamese and Korean foods are different enough. As are their nail salons. I apologize to both communities. <laughs> I love all Asian foods and I know difference very well because I'm a big soup person. So I know the difference between pho or yukijang, which is Korean. I mm. love ramen, which is Japanese. Mm. Um, I love um, tom yum kai, which is Thai. I love all the different soups. Um, I'm glad you opened with that because I have very strong feelings on where I rank those soups that you just named. Ooh, okay. Tell me. And I get a lot of shit for this. I get a lot of shit. I've had people take me out to change, try to change my mind. But I feel like in LA, especially people are like Korean soups are so great. Korean soups don't hold a candle to ramen ever. Not one day, not ever, not all in all the days of the world. I'm going to agree with you on that. I'm going to agree with you on that. Welcome to my whirlwind that you're about to enter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to agree with you on that. However, I'm going to say this one. If I'm feeling under the weather, Mm. I'm going to go pho over ramen every time because it feels cleaner. Mm -hmm. It's less of the like porky fat and like I'm feeling like my arteries are getting clogged. Like pho feels like a nice clean bone broth to like help you get better. 100% 100% agree. And I'd even put the Korean ones in that category, too, of sick broths. Sick okay. broth, give me a Korean, give me a Thai, give me a pho. Uh-huh. Um, but healthy broth, give me a big bowl of pork and ramen. Yeah, like when I just want delicious flavor. Yeah. yeah. And add more things. Give me the garlic oil. Give me the all the toppings. Give me the whatever Americanized version that you added onto this thing. Yeah, give me the ranch. Add the ranch dressing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's true. I do feel like, I feel like one of the beautiful things about, about ramen is that it's, it almost, it always looks like artwork when they bring it over. And when mm. I'm sick, I don't want no fuck goddamn artwork. No, no, no. Just give me that broth. Yeah. Yeah. 
And wait, one more thing, one more thing. I can't finish soup conversation without this mm. because now we do a lot of ordering to go, you know, mm-hmm. and I cannot stand it when they package me like half a cup of broth and they're like, oh, if you wanted more, you just add more broth for $4 more. And I'm like, no, I don't want to pay for more broth. I want you to give me the appropriate amount of broth, which mm. is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll give it to the Koreans. They will usually just keep re-upping your broth. Like mm. they they just they just bring over like a big tea kettle and just keep pouring it into your bowl. Mm. Which um I'll give them that. I'll give them that. <laughs> <laughs> Normally I get into people's fridges now and we start going into your fridge, but we're on soup. So I'm gonna stick to soup right now because I it's one of my favorite topics. I feel like if I were to rank some of my... Have you ever had Persian soups? They're called Ush. No. Oh, my God. And I'm not just saying this because I'm Iranian. Like, that's such a cheap... Co- like, my culture has the best sure. soup. Sure. But we do have a wonderful unsung soup called Ashereshte, which is like a winter soup, which is super hearty. It's the base. There's no, there's no like, chicken stock or there's no animal. Uh, it's like a vegan... It's pretty vegan, which, again, lentils? I'm not a vegan guy, but it's like... No, it'll have kidney beans. It'll have thick ass uh, rice noodles that Ooh. are almost like bucatini thick rice noodles. Okay. And it's the broth is is just more herbs than you can fit in a pot hmm. and water and uh, some dried lime, some turmeric, a hmm. lot of onions. I mean, it's delicious. And uh, I don't think enough people... Enough people. Well, you can't find it anywhere. That's the problem. You need to. Like, I'm a big soup person. I've never heard of this, and I'm very surprised. Yeah, what? it's pre- it's pretty badass. Um, and then also, well, wait. Uh, so ethnically, you are. I don't want to mess this one up because I don't want to get in trouble. Mexican, Native American, American, Mexican, Mexican soups. You guys have that <laughs> menudo. Let's talk about it. Menudo, pozole, caldo de pollo, caldo de res. Oh, uh, the accent's out. The accent is out, everybody. Only when I talk about food. <laughs> I love me a good menudo, especially as a hangover cure. Baby, give it to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Menudo and pozole are very similar, but menudos with like tripe, which is like intestines and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. sole is more just like some chunks of pork with some hominy so it's like yeah easier when you don't like slimy meats are you a slimy meat fam no i don't love tripe but i love the broth i can get down with tripe if it's really cooked in a lot of different flavors that mask it oh albondigas is another one of the meatball soup um i don't think i've had an albondigas soup they serve that at a lot of mexican restaurants especially in la you can definitely find some there really yeah, you That's messaged cool. me the the soup that you said, and then I'll I'll tell you about this one. Oh my god, are we gonna have a soup swap? A classic <laughs> soup swap? A classic soup swap. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I love it. It's funny. I, uh, I I also think that a the matzo ball soup needs an honorable mention here. Yes, let's talk about that. How about this? Do you do matzo with noodles or no noodles? I'm a no noodle gal. What? Yeah, I don't want them. I think it oh. takes because the noodles are always this overcooked, starchy noodle, flat mm. like a like a fettuccine that's just been cooked to death, and mm. it just like tastes like limp ass, uh, you know, uh, impotent pasta. 
<laughs> I do love matzo ball soup, though. I go with noodles because I like some decoration. I like some activities happening with my soup. I don't want just one thing because I'm going to get bored. Like, give me some activities. Okay. I'm just going to put a finer point on this. There's a couple noodles. And I'm I'm making this up as I go. Okay. Um, this theory is uh, is brewing in my head right now. There's a couple noodles that I think do really well in soup. One is rice noodles. Mm-hmm. Rice noodles do fantastic. You get that in the pho, right? Another one is um, ramen noodles, which are actually egg like, noodles. Yeah, it's an egg noodle, but it's different though. It's uh, I always fuck this up, but like they do like bicarbonate somehow in the noodles, so it's like an alkaline noodle, so it like can never I don't know overcook. Science. I don't know science. It's just like food. <laughs> Well, they use a, a <laughs> combination of a bicarbonate and also a hydro. I mean, it it makes it ultimately so that you can't overcook those noodles. Mm. Like they don't get gummy. It, you can just cook the fuck out of them and they'll be fine. But then pasta noodles, like a wheat noodle, I think, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I feel like they overcook so easily that it bothers me. It, 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 it offends my senses. Go. I see you picking your finger up like you have a point. This is an honorable noodle mention. I felt you leaning off the noodle topic, and I was like, let me get this one in before he goes on to guacamole or something. Okay. Have you ever heard of fideo? Is that those noodles that they like, they cut them up and they put them in? Yeah. Okay. So they're shorter noodles, right? And you brown them in the pan first. So there'll be like different levels of browns and beiges and whatever. Mm. You brown them in the oil and onion, and then you put in your tomato sauce, and then you put in your broth. Mm. That is a bomb, a good just fideo noodle soup. It's kind of made the same way you make Mexican rice. I don't know if you know about how to make Mexican rice, but it's kind of made in the same way. But the more broth you put, now it's a soup. Less broth, now it's kind of just like a pasta noodle dish, but Mexican. Oh, bomb. Mm. Okay, a couple things. Number one, I'm offended that you think I don't know how to make Mexican rice. That assumption was <laughs> offensive. Correct, but <laughs> offensive. <laughs> Absolutely correct, but very offensive. Number two, I feel like you should have been a little more impressed that I knew what fideos are. Like a tiny bit more impressed. I, I'll give you that. You know, you just In my brain, over. I was like... He's describing it correct. I'm I'm surprised. And then I just went into my excitement of video. But you're right. I should have given you a little bit more. I mean, you just glossed over it. I was like, man, it's, <laughs> it hurts. And then you the one-two punch of, you don't know how to make Mexican rice, you fucking gringo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, now it's time to get to guacamole, like you said, that I was going to get to guacamole. I think that the tableside guacamole movement needs to be put to a stop. Okay. Yeah. It needs to be put to an end. I think that guacamole is a behind-the-scenes food. Okay. I don't think it's it deserves to be a headliner. <laughs> okay. That's big words and coming from California. Those are big words. I mean, they treat it with the fanfare. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the they, they roll out the cart. Let me tell you why I like this idea. Okay. Because I'm very picky about what goes in my guacamole. So I love that I can go, mm, this, mm. that. Mm, hold the cilantro, please. Don't like that. Ooh, I don't like white onions. No, thank you. Ooh, I like that I can do that. And then uh, getting you to make the guacamole, how I would make it at home. Only you're doing it for me and I'm paying $17 more than I would at home. So you just want to be a little boy king. And yeah. Be like, I, mm-hmm. hey, give me more of the cilantro. No, <laughs> not that stem, boy. Take the stems out. <laughs> That's exactly me when I make guacamole at the restaurant. How did you know? 
<laughs> I get that. No, look, I'm just being funny curmudgeon. I do think it's kind of fun to be able to choose your own adventure with the guac. But I don't know that it, it's like you said, it's the $17 price tag. I think a lot of that is going into the labor that the labor costs uh-huh. of the person to wheel out the thing and to do the thing. You're taking someone out of the back of house for a yeah. good 10 minutes. Let me tell you, that car has been paid for so many times over already. Like the car, we ordered it on Amazon. It's delivery. Tra- everything's been paid for already. We don't need this. This expensive of a guac. The car is paid for. This is a we're not going to be friends after this. If you give the wrong answer. OK, where do you stand on cilantro? First of all, again, assumption that we're already friends because I've I've already been offended many times and we're we're only 10 minutes in. I love cilantro. Big fan. Here's the thing. I don't hate people who don't like cilantro because you have there is like a chemical imbalance in their brain. Sure. You have the chemical imbalance in your brain. I I got the imbalance, but I don't have it to the point where like if it's blended up, I can have it. But if it's not blended and I chew a piece of it, like in a, a Thai salad or something, and they have a piece of cilantro and I chew my teeth, touch it. <gasps> that's when I something chemical goes on in my brain. I'm like, uh, uh, spit it out. But if it's like blended in a salsa, I don't even notice it. A couple of things. You started off this tirade by saying that this is going to basically map out for the, re- the rest of a podcast if we're friends or not. Meaning that people who don't who like cilantro, you can't be friends with. That's your whole goddamn community. Okay. I exaggerated. I will accept your apology in Spanish for our Spanish speaking listeners. Whenever you're ready. Perdóname. Perdóname. Me siento. <laughs> Listen, if I'm getting canceled, you're coming down with me. We're both <laughs> going down together on this one. <laughs> okay. Let's get into your fridge. This might be the longest time, by the way, that we've gone from intro I'm so to sorry. not looking at fridge which is just a testament to how much how much fun i'm having i don't know about you but i'm having a great time yeah i'm so sorry i took i've taken over your podcast and i'm like <laughs> wait before you go on to scheduled programming hold on you can tell when people when someone's on the show that has their own podcast because they just can't help but like be like well, but before we go on dan what's your opinion on i'm like stop interviewing me before we go on i would like to introduce a new segment to your podcast (laughs) Uh, oh my god (laughs) this is called angela's takes where i think okay angela i'm going into your fridge you guys can see angela's fridge on my instagram at stand up dan okay this looks like a germaphobe's fridge (laughs) this looks like the fridge of a person who never who washes their hands a lot, <laughs> who wears the N95 mask outside on a hike. That's the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, my God. I I'm getting like, OK, everything here is sealed. Everything is sealed. There is Tupperware. There are jars. Something that's not sealed. My There's one thing that's not up there. My ghost mug up there. There is a ghost mug up top. Well, before whoever's listening, just so you know, this is like it's like an ad for a Tupperware company is what this fridge looks like <laughs> um, all over stacked up neatly on the top row. Uh, we have a mug on its own, a ghost mug. There's a, a picture of a ghost on it yeah. and uh, it is up there up top. What is that doing there? It is a tea 
that I really enjoyed that I didn't want to get rid of because I don't know where to find this tea bag. I got it from a restaurant and they wouldn't tell me where they get it from. So there was like half a cup left and I refused to get rid of it. I was like, nope, I'm going to put it in the fridge. I'm going to drink it tomorrow. Wait a second. Their tea bag is a secret family recipe. It's a fucking tea bag. Yeah. She says, this is what she told me. It's from an original roaster out here. Like that's all. She wouldn't tell me no names. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> OMG. Wait, should we call the restaurant right now and find out what the tea yeah, is? Call them. It's Adele's in Nashville. The tea was called like Tennessee honeysuckle or something like that. <laughs> and it had jasmine in it. I love jasmine tea. It had jasmine, it had honeysuckle, I guess. It had some Tennessee in there. I don't I think I know how to find out. What was the tea called? Honeysuckle something? Tennessee honeysuckle, I think. Are you on speakerphone? Or are you? Yeah, I'm on speaker. It hasn't rang yet. Oh, no. They're closed. That would have been fun. Boom, 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 boom. Boom. Rest in peace, Bob Barker. So uh, that was your tea that you turned into iced tea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wait, hold on. I'm confused. You were at a restaurant, though. Yeah, they gave it to me in a to-go cup. This is, listen... You're going to learn a lot about me. Okay. Um, I'm not afraid to take stuff home from the restaurant. Like I went to a restaurant the other day and it was this delicious halibut fish with this sauce, this like pumpkin sauce. And at first I was like sick. No, I don't want that. But it was like a very savory pumpkin sauce and I actually liked it. So they're like, here's a little box you can take the rest home. And I'm like, how is sauce not going to drip out of a box? Mm. Do you have a little container that I can take the sauce home? And they went and got me a little container because I'm not leaving my sauce because I like sauce. So mm. I had half a cup of tea left and she was like, she could tell like I was giving out that vibe of like, I'm not afraid to take home leftovers. And she's like, do you want to go cup for your tea? I was like, I do want it to go cup for my tea. And then I just put it in that. So you got the tea and it's a go cup. You brought it home. You put it in a mug. Because I warmed it up in the mug because I was going to drink it. And I don't want to warm it up in the little to-go cup. I wanted to warm it up in my own mug, right? Okay. And then I forgot it on the counter is what happened. And then it became cold. And I was like, well, then now it's going to be iced tea tomorrow. We're starting a GoFundMe for Angela. She's clearly <laughs> on hard times. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm sending you some goddamn tea after this. <laughs> Only Tennessee honeysuckle, please. <laughs> um, okay, amazing. That's I love that you can like you can take like that's like immigrant mentality passed down from generation to generation right there. Total. And as I'm looking at my refrigerator, there's so many plastic containers that this is not a very good commercial for the environment. So please don't judge me on that. But I do reuse my container, my food containers, and I keep the glass ones at home. And then when I make dinner and friends come over and I want to send them home with food, I put them in the to-go plastic ones and then they take those home and you could keep them forever. I don't need those back. We're also setting up a GoFundMe <laughs> for all the porpoises that are going to die because of all the plastic in this fridge. You can Apology. donate to that. You can donate Apology. to that. <laughs> Angela will do a one for one. She'll match whatever. I am not proud. I am not proud of the amount of plastic in my refrigerator. My apologies. Oh, it's fine. I mean, it all goes in the same place. I've seen like, I've read so many things where like you can throw stuff in the recycling and they just like throw it out in the same place anyway. We're all going to die. It's okay. <laughs> um, Another thing that is completely uncovered here. Look at that. Is that Raw dog, half a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> just 
hanging out, just showing off a naked half lemon to the world here. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I have one of those like where you cut the lemon in half and then you save half of it in the little container that looks like the shape of a lemon. And I just mm. don't know where it is. And it's in my house somewhere. But that's easier. I just throw it in there. It's so funny. The guest before you was is a comedian, Joe Marco, uh, and he had the one for the avocado that's shaped oh, yeah, like an avocado. Why don't you people just use a little plastic wrap? It doesn't preserve it. It's not good. It's mm. like this really like helps preserve it. Oh, really? Okay, I take it back. Sponsor me, Lemon Company, and I'll speak fondly of you. <laughs> um, you got Vital Farms butter. One percenter. That's expensive stuff. I haven't used it yet. It was my first time buying it because they didn't have the butter that I typically use, which is still pretty schmancy butter. It's the Irish gold butter. The Kerrygold. Yeah, the Kerrygold. Yeah. Can I tell you something? And I'm actually curious. uh, We'll do a postmortem on this Um, because I I was just at my parents' house. They had the Vital Farms butter. They were so excited about it because they're immigrants and they don't spend money on shit. And they were like, we took a second mortgage. (laughs) <laughs> to get this butter and we all had it and we were severely underwhelmed by it and the consensus was Kerrygold is much better and I think Kerrygold is actually cheaper than it <gasps> well they were all out at the store that I was at so I was like well next best thing let me try this one I haven't tried it yet it's brand yeah. new I just got it and then took that picture for you yeah it didn't have much flavor it was just very fatty it was like it didn't have that yellow uh-huh. the uh, the uh, je ne sais quoi that butter gives you the butter flavor you know mm-hmm. the butter flavor yeah. Um, what's my brother's salsa? Okay, so I'm in Nashville. They don't have a lot of great shelved salsas that I'm used to. Like, I like Miss Renfro's. That's a good, like, shelf, like, mm. store kind, right? I'm talking about the ones that don't have to be refrigerated. The ones that have to be refrigerated. I love Del Real salsa. You can get it at Costco. Um, and you could typically get it at, like, um, what is that one? Pavilions. Mm-hmm. They don't have that here. So they have Publix, they have Kroger's, and I have not found Del Real anywhere out mm. here. Um, so I end up having to get like the dry ones that's on the shelf. And I've tried so many different ones, and that one's okay. That one's fine. I'm I'm okay with that one. What did you say it's called? My Brother's? My Brother's Salsa? Yeah. That was my first time buying it. You know what I'm thinking? And I'm again, this is just coming straight off of the dome. <laughs> I would love a tableside salsa service. Ooh, now you're talking. Because I love seeing things get chopped. Love it. Now you're Give me talking. someone with like nutty knife skills, bring them to my table, ask me what to chop. Oh, I get to like, I'll feel like uh, it's the French Revolution and I get to choose which vegetables get beheaded. I would want it to be roasted. Like, give me the roasted vegetables in that. Um, I forget what it's called. I'm such a bad Mexican right now, but it's where like they like grind it up like this. Like the mo- uh, the mocate, mo- mocajate, mo. Yes, mocajete. Thank mocajete. you. And then you like grind it up like that. Like I would want that one. Not showing. Not you're not impressed. Enough I didn't. That I, I didn't fucking knew the word that you couldn't even think of. And you know what it was? Because I was too insecure about myself not knowing it. So I was trying to move on. That's what it was. (laughs) Apology accepted. (laughs) Everything else is pretty standard. Are these leftovers from restaurants or the stuff that you cook? So my husband orders food that's like healthy food. Um, In LA, he uses Catered Fit. And here in Nashville, I forget the name of the company that he uses. But they make meals and send it to you. 
Oh, he's one of those, huh? Yeah, I prefer I like to cook my food, which is a new thing for me over the past like four years because I never like to cook. But now I like to cook my own food. I used to do the meals with him, but I was like, I don't like this. I want to cook my own food. So, yeah, and I also feel like if I'm ordering in, I want to order in something that's special and weird and fun that I couldn't make at home. If I'm just ordering in blandish meals that I could kind of make myself, then that feels lazy. Yeah. Well, sometimes there it's full on like a pulled pork um, ragu something or other. And then they'll use like a vegetable I've never heard of. So sometimes it is like, you know, interesting. But then other times it's just like tuna salad. I'm like, I could make that. Can I tell you what I appreciate about about that right there? You were I could tell just trying to pull out of your ass something wacky that like you wouldn't make yourself. And you came up with pulled pork ragu. That's what came out. That was one of the things. That's one of the things. Was it actually? I'm going to send you a picture of one of those tops and it's pulled pork ragu. Because it sounded like you were pulling that out of your ass. You're like pulled, I don't know, pork uh, in a fuck ragu. Pulled pork ragu. Again, I'm I'm happy with this fridge. I think I want it to get a little messy. I want this fridge to get, you know, to get drunk and go out and have a, a, a wacky night, a crazy night. Sure. Why is that drawer empty? I have so many things I could put in there. There's one dark drawer here. This one is oh. like in, in protest. I don't know. And there's, all, there's three drawers. They're all very full. And then one is dark and empty. I just saw a TikTok video about how to organize your fridge if you have ADD or ADHD. And it was actually pretty interesting. And so they put all their fruits and vegetables on the side door so that they're visible and easy to snack on so you don't forget about them. Mm. And they put all their condiments on a Lazy Susan in the back of the fridge. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. But if I went to someone's home and I opened the doors and a fucking iceberg lettuce was staring at me from the door... I would run out. Psychopath. Run out. The the call is coming from inside the house. Get I mean, me out of there. Listen, somebody broke into your house and played a prank on you in your refrigerator. <laughs> they put all your produce on the side door. What a weirdo. Yeah, and they would sit they would stand there and tell me how it makes a lot of sense and I'd be agreeing and I'd be nodding, but then I would be texting like here's my location to nodding friends of mine. <laughs> <laughs> the old not and judge i'm very good at the not and judge and in the door here we have you got the hellman's you got the some sort of ranch type dressing okay so did you catch that hellman's that's different in la that's is it best foods they have different brands like my favorite bread in la is oro wheat but over here it's the same packaging but they call it arnold yeah, I know that they do that with some things. I didn't know that 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 Hellman's does that. They don't have Hellman's in L.A. Really? Well, I grew up on the East Coast. So I guess that's why it, it, oh, okay. I didn't flag it. Mm, that's why. Bring out the Hellman's and bring out your best. Old no. That was from like the 80s. <laughs> Wait, they that's real? Bring out the Hellman's? Yeah, bring out the Hellman's. It's like an got, old Bring ad. out the best foods and bring out the best. So it is. It's shut up. Wait, shut know. up. Yes. We're, Really? Best Foods is Hellman's. So I, I went to the store looking for Best Foods. I'm like, I can't find Best Foods. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the same packaging, but it says, who's this guy, Hellman? Oh my God. They do the same jingle and just sub out the word? Yeah. You know who else does this? Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. in California. Out this way, it's Hardee's. 
Hardy's as Carl's Jr.? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're blowing my goddamn mind. <laughs> I swear. What is happening? Wild. Like, why spend all that money doing different branding when it's the same company? Why don't you just be the same everywhere? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, what is it about the West Coast that they're like the West Coast? Uh, they don't want to hear the word hell. It does not test test well. They want to hear best. They love the word best. They're all very exactly. positive. On the East Coast, everyone's very cynical. They don't yeah. mind hell. Yeah, they're just like, ah, the hell with it. <laughs> Give me the mail. <laughs> That's crazy. Unhinged and insane. I'm so, I'm, I don't know. Now I'm like, now I'm doubting everything. Like, <laughs> Like, is Polar Seltzer actually LaCroix, but in different places it's Polar? Let's talk about sparkling waters. Oh, that is a topic that comes up often, and I can go deep. Okay, who's your favorite? My favorite flavored sparkling water? No, no, your favorite brand. Your favorite company. If you're going to put stuff, you're going to get stock. You're putting dollars behind this. Who are you going with? Okay, I'm going to go with flavored Perrier. So you don't like bubbles is what you're saying. You like minimal bubble. No, I love bubbles. First of all, I can go deep like Gerolsteiner or Vichy Catalan are some of my favorite sparkling waters. They have a very high. They have a they have a HBC. They're a high, high bubble content. You're being bougie. (laughs) For Perrier has like minimal bubbles that's like if you just wanted something to like feel weird on your tongue but not burn down your throat yeah they're I dainty to burn the whole way down <laughs> okay got it so you want that fucking blue collar yeah i want i want a dainty french riviera tickling my tongue as it goes down you want a fucking yeah. you know murica yeah like a AR-15 shooting bubbles down drink your throat. Hand gren- I want to drink a hand grenade in the form of Topo Chico is what I want. Yes, Topo's got those fucking bubbles that it's like, uh, there should be like a, a warning on that bottle. Like, if you have seizures, please be careful with this sparkling water. If you leave out a Topo Chico for three days, it'll still be bubbly. <laughs> If you leave any of these other brands, these other cans, you leave it open for 45 minutes. Forget it. Down the drain. Like, no thank you. Topo Chico is bubble king. Period. Flavors. I love uh, LaCroix. Do you call them LaCroix or LaCroix? So I used to call it LaCroix because I'm pretentious. But then I saw that even they, on their website, they say, no, it's pronounced LaCroix. Oh. They're doing it wrong. Just kidding. They're doing it wrong for sure. Uh, and by the way, I'm like a low-key LaCroix influencer. Um, I get a box of LaCroix every quarter with all their new flavors. And I'm honest with them. I tell them the ones that suck and the uh-huh. ones that are great. Which and one's your favorite? My favorite is probably the classics. I love Pomplamoose. I really love watermelon if I'm going to go crazy. You love Pomplamoose? Grapefruit? You know what? I see and hear your tone, and I'm doubling down. I fucking love Pomplamoose. It's what put the brand on the map. It's what everyone got started with. Everyone remembers three things in their lives. Where they were when JFK was assassinated, where they were when 9-11 happened, and where they were when they had their first Pomplamoose. It's a formative experience in life. That is my least favorite flavor of 
any brand of anything. Oh my God. But I'm going to tell you my favorites, my favorite LaCroix and LaCroix. If you and- say coconut, if you say coconut, this conversation's over. If you say coconut, I'm ending the Zoom. No, I hang up on myself. Okay. These are two ones that you don't see everywhere. One is beach plum. Hmm. I don't think I've had the beach plum. Bomb. Okay. Okay. The other one, rare that you'll find it. You're stepping on a fucking minefield here because I have three that if you say them, I'm pressing end on this Zoom. Coca-Cola. Oh, the Coca-Cola one's really cool, actually. I, it tastes like a Coke. Yeah. No, that one's super cool. And I forgot about that one. And I'm extending the Zoom by half an hour. <laughs> There's three that I'm like allergic to. One is they did a limoncello. Holy shit. I hate it. It's disgusting. I hate it. I hate it. Key lime. <gasps> oh, my God. No, I you like it? I like key lime. Really? Yeah. You know, the funny thing is I love key lime. I love key lime pie. But the key lime LaCroix, oof, it tastes so artificial to me. Mm. And then the third one, I think I have more of a philosophical problem with than the actual flavor, which is cherry blossom. They made a cherry blossom flavor, which is not a fruit. It's a flower. Yeah. It's a flower tasting sparkling water. I don't want cherry anything because it reminds me of um, penicillin growing up, like mm. medicine. It reminds me of medicine. And I don't want cherry medicine. No, I don't like cherry. Or it reminds me of Jergens. Like, I'm like, am I drinking Jergens lotion right now? I don't like cherries. Wait, you're lucky. Did you not have to get penicillin as an injection? Would you have like a cherry flavored penicillin drink? Yeah, a drink. It would be cherry flavor or bubblegum. The bubblegum come correct with that one. I love the bubblegum penicillin, but it would be that or cherry. Why have I never had flavored penicillin? I've always had a fucking awful syringe stuck in my ass or in my... I'll do weird things on the East Coast. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I'd have a tablespoon of Hellman's. That was (laughs) my anesthesia. (laughs) So, Seth, you have the polar seltzer here. I do enjoy polar. I enjoy polar bubbles. Mm. Um, they have a good amount of bubble, not Toba Chico status, but they have a real good amount of bubble. And my favorite flavor is that orange vanilla one. Yeah. You know, it's like the orange sickle, the, the, you know, those, those like creamsicles. Oh yeah. I love creamsicles. It tastes like that. I think the thing that, oh, what was I going to say? I had a good thought. Oh, pickles. We didn't talk about pickles. We didn't talk about pickles. Do you have strong opinions? I do. Really? I do. Bubby's pickles, a good Jewish pickle. Love. Yeah. The Jews are good at two things. All right. I've heard you say this before, Angela. Pickles and controlling the media. I hate you. I've heard you say. It's so stupid. <laughs> I'm Jewish. Don't worry. I can say that. Bubby's pickles are fantastic. Yes. Love Bubby's pickles. The spicy ones. Bomb. Love. You know, they're marketing those so good. They have like a very cute label with the old grandma on it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Vlastic. I grew up on Vlasic. Okay. Yes. And I grew up on Vlasic, but then as I got older, I feel like I could taste like the chemicals. Like I can taste the yellow number five in mm. their broth. What is it called? The juice. Oh, the uh, the brine. Yeah, brine. Okay. I feel like I can taste the chemical. And then Vlasic came out with their farmer's brand that is like healthy. Like they don't have any like added chemicals in it. And that was delicious. I loved it. And then I can't find that anywhere anymore. So I don't know if like healthy didn't work in the Vlasic world. Maybe 
Bubby's and the Healthy Vlastic are the same company. Maybe they're doing the old bait and switch. Maybe. Maybe that's what it's about. But everybody listening, taste you a Bubby's pickle. It's It's got a like a probiotic-y, bubbly taste. Oh, really? It's got a little... Uh... A little bit of a, like a fizz? Mm-hmm. A little bit. A little, a little bubs? Mm-hmm. Look, I love this fridge. Is there anything that I, we haven't addressed that you'd like to uh, go back to? I mean, you have this Ready Whip here, which is a little off-brand, I would say. It's for my coffees. I you put like whipped cream in your coffee? Yeah, I like to make coffee treats. Oh, cool. I didn't know you were seven. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Going to Starbucks, you can pay like $18, but... At home, I'm just going to put a little bit of whipped cream on top and I do a little bit of dash of cinnamon. And then I feel like I'm having a little Starbucks treat. But at home. Okay, cool. I mean, look, it looks like a very nice, healthy fridge. Thank you. No, a couple notes, but nothing crazy. I think I do feel bad for this crisper that has nothing in it for some reason. It's very strange. I'm going to go address that as soon as we're done. We can argue all day about whose soup reigns supreme. But what the hell is soup? And when did soup get started? The history of soups goes back to the history of culinary art itself. It is believed that the first bowl of soup was prepared around 20,000 BC. It's assumed that early people began cooking broths as soon as they discovered making mud vessels or clay pots. Some historical documents state that soups had become part of the regular menu in many civilizations from 6,000 BC onward. But now, are you ready for me to blow your effing minds? The English word soup comes from the French term soup. It's spelled with an E, but it's pronounced soup. This word, meanwhile, has its origins in the vulgar Latin term suppa, S-U-P-P-A, which means a bread soaked in broth. Interestingly, even the concept of the restaurant is related to soup. In the 16th century, street vendors in Paris used to sell a delicious restorative liquid paste called restauratif to the common people. Later, these kiosks that sold restauratifs became known as restaurants. Boom! That's the sound of your brain exploding. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um, All right. I'm going to get to the questions that I ask every guest towards the closing of the podcast, starting with... What is your earliest food memory? Oh, earliest food memory. Wow, your head just whipped back like you were having a little ratatouille moment right there. So it's weird because I'm thinking of a childhood photo, but I don't actually remember it. But I have a photo of me being like a toddler with a big corn on the cob, just like going at it and just like greasy, buttery face. I was very, I was a chonker baby. And so I have this photo of me just going to town on a corner of the cob but i don't what know what does a chonker baby mean i don't know what that means like chunky oh hey. okay got it i'm back <laughs> okay okay that's a cute one what is your death row meal so let's think of a reason that you are on death row <laughs> maybe you get the old avocado cart wheeled out mm-hmm. and uh the guy like he 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 puts together the beautiful guacamole and at the end, 
as he's walking away. He wants to salt bay a little bit of cilantro just mm-hmm. for fanfare. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, this is the way my grandmother used to do it. And mm-hmm. I love her so much. And then you say, really? Well, fuck you and fuck your grandmother. And you pick up the knife and you slit this poor guy's throat. It's his first day on the I was, job. I was having a bad day. First, first day on the job. So now you're on death row. What is I'm your... going through some stuff. <laughs> you were. That was your defense in court. Your Honor, I was going through some stuff and yeah. it wasn't enough to get you acquitted. And now you're on death row. What is okay. your death row meal? So here's the thing. I've thought about this many, many times over. Mm. And I have what I would want my death row meal to be. But if they don't make it right or do it right, then it's a waste. So I would have to get it like, like I would want either chili verde or a crunchy taco with rice and beans. Like it's going to be Mexican. You know what I mean? Mm. But you can't just get that from right down the street, any place that you think of, like it has to be good, like approved, an approved restaurant of mine or like a family member of mine that I really want to make it for me. Because other, if you just bring me a rando, you know, chicken taco and it's like not good, then I'm like, what a waste of last meal. Or if I go the cheeseburger route, like I just want a really good cheeseburger and they bring it to me and it's like super dry from like the cafeteria at school, then I'm like, what a waste. You know what I mean? So it's like, it really depends on where it's coming from. Okay. First of all, the death row meal question, <laughs> the assumption is that it's exactly what you want. The assumption is not like, I, I, I'm ordering a medium rare, and I swear to God, if it comes medium, <laughs> I'm returning it. <laughs> I love how neurotic you are that you're like, oh, it better be cooked well. I swear to God. This has kept me up at night. <laughs> they, my last... My my last will is going to be a Yelp review of the awful <laughs> burger that I was given. Listen, if you are ever on death row, do not order a burger <laughs> from this place. The maximum security prison in Nashville would normally get four stars. But unfortunately, I can't even give it half a star. <laughs> because they're menudo. to do this. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh, What's the best high-end meal that you've ever had? Uh, You know, we went, okay, we were in New York, uh, went with a group of friends, and we decided to treat ourselves. And we were going to go to this Michelin star restaurant, and it was going to be way completely out of everybody's price range. But we were doing this, and we all got dressed up. We went to this restaurant, and it was like a seven-course meal. And I can't even remember the things that were on the plate, but it was like, and they bring a different glass of wine, which with each plate and it was the experience was so amazing. And the food was every bite we were taking. We're like, Oh my God, this is delicious. But in this moment, I can't even tell you what was on the plate. It was just like a, an amazing food experience. Like a little food fever dream. Yeah. And it was like, fancy swanky and you know they put the napkin down for you and and when you get up to go to the bathroom they escort you like it was a whole whole thing yeah it's great they hold your dick while you piss yeah 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 it's <laughs> really helpful <laughs> wait do you know what restaurant it was daniel i think it's called oh daniel. yo where to bury the lead you went to daniel yeah that is like a three michelin star restaurant in new yeah. york city it was incredible that's awesome yeah i haven't been there in a very, very long time. But that's like, if you don't want to take a flight to Paris and 
eat at the best restaurant, just go to Danielle. It's going to be just as good. Is that how you say it, Danielle? Listen, you're a basic Topo Chico <laughs> drinking. <laughs> so, yes, for you, it's uh, it's Dan. It's not even Daniel. <laughs> we went to Dan. The food there was lit. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it can go either way. He refers to himself as Danielle Boulou. So, Danielle, I don't know, whatever. Um, that's a great one, though. That's I a great high end. Sorry about that. <laughs> you if, you're, if you're listening to Green Eggs and Dan, I'm, I apologize. <laughs> Yo, we went to this restaurant called D-Bones. So good. <laughs> you ever been to Dano's? You ever been to Dano's? Oh, shit, man. <laughs> fucking put the napkin on your lap like you're a fucking king. <laughs> what is the best low-end meal you've ever had? This can be a street taco. This can be a you know hot dog off the off a cart. I mean, so many any like hot dog off a cart after any sporting event, any concert, anything like that in downtown LA get you a good bacon wrapped hot dog. Oh yeah, the ones that are cooked on a sheet pan outside. Delicious, delicious. <laughs> Those are great. Yeah, I would say that. But also, growing up, two tacos for ninety nine cents at Jack in the Box. Mm. That was my favorite. Are the tacos good at Jack in the Box? Bomb. They're really? not meat or real anything in it, but it's delicious. It's well, gross. It's delicious. Who says that the insides matter? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's probably plastic. So it's like in it's kind of in the Taco Bell category, but do you think it's better than Taco Bell? It's different. They're fried and mm. like greasy and gross. And they used to be two tacos for 99 cents, but now it's like, you know, expensive. Yeah. three dollars or something but that was my high school jam two tacos for 99 cents after school i love it i don't know if you're a drinker or not do you imbibe love how ebbs i haven't since giving birth well since being pre- when i found out i was pregnant then i stopped drinking of mm-hmm. and then i haven't picked it up yet because i'm still breastfeeding even though i can i just have been now it's a deeper conversation. My hormones are all doing a thing. So I'm like, I don't want the alcohol to affect my hormones even more. So let me just hold off a little bit longer. So that's why. But I do love me a good margarita, good old fashioned. Um, yes, yes, and yes. This has been another episode of TMI with uh, <laughs> Angela. <laughs> I would like to introduce a new segment called Let's Get Deep. <laughs> Let's Get Deep. Um, what is your favorite drunk food? I mean, fried Something fried. Give me, again, the fried tacos, French fries, burger and fries more so than like pizza or something like that. Like burger. Yeah. Like you need a little crunch. Yeah. Crunch, grease. Mm, I'm with you. I don't really get the people who want sweets when they're drunk. I'm like, what are you What are you talking about? Because that was the sugar already. Yes. I want the yes. sweets. That was the sugar. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you have a hangover cure that you uh, subscribe to? Water. Hydrate. But not just water. Electrolytes. Like, put an electrolyte packet in your water, hydrate, coconut yeah. water, take it back. Take it back. I'm, hey, we miss you. We want you back in the drinking community. Come back. <laughs> so what? The baby's going to be a little weird at math. Just get back into it. <laughs> Who is your favorite celebrity food personality? Celebrity food personality okay how about this i challenge you um are these real like they're on the food network or are these they have hella followers on tiktok and instagram either are okay 
because I follow a lot of foodies. Um, let's let's get at it. Fredsters, um, the modern proper, uh, um, Jenny, uh, beautiful. I forget what her screen name is. Oh, I aged myself saying screen name. Her handle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what her <laughs> screen bio is on Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> I follow, oh, Salt Hank, the sandwich guy. Oh, my God. His sandwiches look incredible. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. There's like a whole alternative universe of food that I just know nothing about. You don't follow Salt Hank? I don't do much of the TikTokings. That's Instagram. But I'm sure he has TikTok, too. But Is he on Instagram? Okay. Things I'm sending you. Abondigas. Um, influ- food influencers on Instagram. <laughs> yes, actually, I, I should start uh, getting myself more familiarized with them because they have bigger followings than people on the Food Network now. Oh, for sure. And small plug, I'm actually coming out with a little series on my YouTube channel called Foodies I Follow, where I go to some of these foodies' houses where they cook all their, their videos that they post, and I go to their house and they show me how to cook their most viral video dish. Oh, fun. Right? Yeah, very fun. It'll be on my YouTube channel, Angela Johnson Reyes. Thank you. And that's how you plug. <laughs> um, that was a very organic plug, and I, I think I'm, I'm like that would be a good thing for me to watch, so that I can, I can a watch you and mm-hmm. b brush up on all these influencers that I gotta start knowing about. There you go, as you, you know, should. Win win. What is your desert island food? So you're trapped on a desert island. One food you're gonna eat for the rest of your life. You will not ever get tired of. Oh, okay. Thank you. See, you have to clarify all these things with me because I'm going to go, then I'm going to get tired of it. Am I making it? Is it something I have to forage on the island? Like, <laughs> you take these questions way too literally, Angela. It's just a fun, light food podcast, for God's sake. You're like, but do I need to devote some of the fire to making a smoke signal for the rescue or can I use it all to make the food? Okay. So you said I'm never going to get tired of it? Never. The first thing that comes to mind is chips and salsa. Hmm. That's a good one. It's a good snack. And you get full if you eat too much. That's why you always get full before your food comes at Mexican restaurants, right? Yeah, that's true. So a good chip and salsa. Although I will say when I've had too much, then my mouth starts getting raw from like all the salt on the chip. Mm. Or like if the chip was like too sharp and I like poked my mouth, then I'm like, oh, I need to ease up on eating so many chips and salsa. So as long as you're guaranteeing that I will not have any of those chip and salsa injuries, then I'm going to go chip and salsa. I love that for each of these questions, you always have caveats. <laughs> you're like, asterisk. <laughs> That's a very good one. You know what I really like? You know what I really like? I like a thick chip. Like those chips that are real thick. Really? They don't Oof. hurt? I mean, it's part of the fun. You don't know if that jagged edge is going to get into my gums or what, but they're like, just like. I prefer a thick one over a super thin one. Yeah, for sure. And there's nothing like like a freshly cooked tortilla chip. Yep. Give it to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a food you can't stand eating? I mean, we talked about cilantro. Mm -hmm. I don't like raw onions. Mm. If it's like cooked or fried, sure but I don't like a raw onion. Um, but I use onion to cook all the time. I yeah. love the flavor. That's okay. That's a, that's an acceptable one. Even yeah. like a raw red onion in your salad? Ugh. Sliced thin? Mm-mm. No. If I, I can 
feel the difference of crunch from an onion crunch or like if there's cucumber in the salad or something, I can eat the cucumber. And then the second it like the density of crunch changes, I know that was an onion and I'm trying to spit it out before I can taste it. Whoa. So you're saying even without flavor wise, you are so attuned yeah. to the uh, to the critical mass, if you will, of an onion. <laughs> <laughs> that you you'll know right away by how it how it mashes between your teeth. Yep, and I'm like, oh, stick, and I have to spit out whatever I was eating. <laughs> oh my god, you spit it out! I love it. You're like at an you're like at an industry lunch, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, Angela found onions again, guys. Watch out, she's just spinning all over the place. This is my last question, which is uh, my favorite question: What is or what are your restaurant pet peeves? Hmm. Um, terrible customer service, mm-hmm. uh, uh, not knowing the answers to my questions. Ooh, I like that one. That one's high level. Yeah, let me tell you because I have questions. Okay, I'm so curious what your questions. What if your questions are like not at all in their like realm of, you know, if you're like, you know, do you have any idea what the weather's going to be in Paris tomorrow? No, I mean they're appropriate questions. What comes in this? What yeah. are what are you know what I mean? And like mm, this does it have this? I don't know. And can you ask someone, please? I would really like to know if it comes. In. But it's not like, hey, is this avocado oil or coconut oil or whatever? You know what I mean? Mm. It, it's just like what comes in this? You don't yeah. know? Oh, okay. Um, how about this? You don't know? Oh, um, can you give me somebody who does know? I, you know, it's funny. Lately, I've been getting shamed a lot by vegetarian servers. I'll be like, "How's this, uh, this steak?" By the way, they're like, "I've never had it, but <laughs> it's popular." I will say this: the wait, the waiter that I just described was me when I was waiting tables. Uh, one of my first restaurants that I worked at as a waitress was a sushi restaurant, and at the time, I didn't eat sushi. I just got oh. the job there because my friend my friend's friend owned the restaurant, right? And then he became my friend afterwards, but he owned the restaurant. So he hired me as a waitress and I had never had sushi. I didn't like it. And I worked at a sushi restaurant. So they would always ask me, what was the best this, best that? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't eat sushi. (laughs) OMG. I love that that's exactly who you hate now. Yeah. I think you need to work that out with your therapist. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Uh, Angela, tell the people where they can find you. This has been so delightful. And I always say this, like, it's always a crapshoot when I interview someone who I don't know, who I haven't met yet and I'm not friends with. And this, this is one of my favorite episodes in a very long time. Aww. No offense to the 10 episodes before, but you guys sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. You guys can follow me on all the things. At Angela Johnson, even though I've added my married name now, Reyes, I didn't change my handles. It's still just Angela Johnson, just to make things simpler for you guys. You never know Uh, when you're going to you never know when you're going to get divorced. You don't want to commit to changing the handle. Okay, but my new hour special is on YouTube right now. It's called Say I Won't. And it is by Angela Johnson Reyes. So don't forget to put the Reyes part. But just go just go into YouTube and put Angela Johnson special and it'll come up. It's called Say I Won't. It's my brand new special. I'm super proud of it. Super love it. And then, Amazing. yeah, my foodie series is going to come out on YouTube and all the things. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And I think I have to send you some stuff, too. I have to send you the the recipe for the Persian soup. 
Well, not the recipe. I'm not going to make it. I'm going to order it somewhere. <laughs> Just tell me what the name is. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.